0: get it. But listen to this. Don't think just because you got the vaccine that you could just go crazy. We are not quite there yet. Don't let your guard down now. Just follow the current safety guidelines. Wearing your mask is the best way to get it done. I know the mask is hot. I got it. But you know what's hotter than these masks? Staying healthy. Now that's hot. And that's pretty fly, if you ask me. Now, we need to all keep it together, okay? This is Uncle Steve
1: telling you, let's unite to prevent.
0: For more information, visit unite2prevent.org.
1: You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered.
2: Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend.
1: Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, Jordan. It is hour number two, the Sports Hangover,
3: 800-998-1003. Daniel Salerson going to give us some opinions here coming up at 1.15, 1.30 Ralph Marlborough. We had Ross Jackson back at 12.15. Give us his thoughts as to what the Saints are going to do tomorrow. First round of the NFL Draft. Looking forward to that. And of course, it is game six tomorrow. Suns winning game five yesterday. We'll get into all of that in more. As I officially welcome you to the Midway Point of your Work
0: Week. Uh oh! Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? It's Hump Day. Hump Day. I know you can hear me. Let's get
1: stupid. Today's more than that. What, that Wednesday Hump Day. Is that what it
3: is. Yeah, Michael Bridges decided to go Michael Jordan. Thirty-one points, twelve of seventeen from the floor. I was just happy JaVel McGee didn't go Wilt Chamberlain. Two points. There we go. That's to Javell McGee. I know. Cameron Payne, they'll put up 12. So all of these factors added, right? Cam Johnson had eight. Words of wisdom.
0: And to all the ladies, peace and happiness forever.
3: Don't forget tomorrow kicking off Thursdays with the crew of Katie's each and every Thursday. We will be at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants. Francesca's Deli by Katie's on Harrison between West End and Canal. Katie's in Mid City, you know where that's at. And NBN View on Dickory here in Harrahan. Looking forward to all three of those places. Dude, go on the websites of those three restaurants and you're, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. By some of the things that I've been seeing on the menus that I'm going to be trying the frips tomorrow. I'm probably going to have a plate full or two for me and Carver. Not a fry, not a chip. It's good. I promise. They got awesome pizzas there as well. Super excited about this. So coming out tomorrow, 12 to three, uh, Larry Holder and Sean Fatayan already. A Couple of guests that we have lined up. We're going to go to Atlanta. We're going to go to Charlotte, Carlos Medina, Chris McLean. They're all will call in and do things of that nature, but we will be live over at Francesca's Deli on Harrison. So would love to see you. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. And let's go to the phone line. Stanley, what you got, Stanley?
2: What's up, Gus? How you
4: doing? Doing well, man. Uh, I wasn't really calling to talk about that because we talked about it yesterday. But earlier you were talking about the app that I we could download, mm-hmm. and I don't remember which one it was.
3: The Pelicans app?
4: Could you go back over
3: that again? So you, Pe- to listen to us or listen to the games?
4: About, uh, no, to listen to you, listen
3: to your show. Tune in radio app. You can always go, obviously, to the website. You can pull up one of your browsers on your phone and do that ESPN 1003, and it's a listen live thing. But you can also listen to the Tune in radio app. Tune in radio. Just tune in. Type okay. that in, and you'll see the app. Then when you download okay. it or you open it, you're going to see, like, a, a promo, you know, to... Go to the premium thing. Don't worry about it. It's a free app. Look in the upper right-hand corner. It's a white X. Tap it, and then you'll see the full regular app open up. Click search. Type in ESPN New Orleans. You'll see our logo. Tap it. Once you do that, it'll be saved into one of your favorites. So from that point on, whenever you open up the app, you know, just go to the homepage and you'll see our logo. Tap it, plug it into your car, dude, and you can listen to it out of your car. You can listen it into your car, and it's crystal clear. It's like you're sitting next to Buddy, you know, doing God knows what behind the board. But you can have fun with them. <laughs> it's that clear. It's like crystal clear. All right,
4: cool. That's
3: what I was. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Not a problem. 800-998-1003, If you'd like to chime into the conversation, again, uh, Michael Bridges. That was the key. The game last night, right? Thirty-one points. Now
4: Johnson drives, pump to the baseline, kick at the bridges. This is a dagger. Yep, right wing. That's an absolute dagger. Yeah, you had a couple open three looks for the Pelicans. You can't get them to go. Phoenix gives an open three look from Bridges. He does get it to goers. We go from a possibility yep. of being down seven to down thirteen. Yep. That's a
3: six-point swing. It just felt like that last night. He had to kind of sustain and take in the first quarter and make sure that you can, you know get get through it all. And every time you got close, I mean, some great plays. Larry Nance, I he did one play I had. No idea, right? And the shot clock was coming down. Angle, double-team, whip it cross-court to Nance. Fumbled it, got it back. I Shaman it, in his girl with one. Throw it up at the buzzer.
0: Nothing but net. What? <laughs> Just the way you draw it up. <laughs> wow. Prayer is
3: answered in the desert. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Again. And look, there were some things to take out of that game last night that uh, that give me confidence moving forward into tomorrow. And one of those is is, is the thing that everyone is telling me, right, or posting on social media, or calling. Jose Alvarado, get this guy some minutes. He was hanging out in the
0: corner, and Paul
4: saw him. Oh, Paul! Picked it up. Just crossed no Eight, nope. seconds, eight, eight seconds. seconds. Jose did eight it seconds. again. Yes, he did. He did it again. Yes, he did. He is a hound <laughs> defensively. They could have called Paul for a carry.
0: Technical on, on Chris, Chris Paul.
4: Paul. Yeah. Yep.
0: That's Jose. That is all Jose Alvarado.
3: What I loved about that is after that, the Suns home crowd booed every time Jose Alvarado touched the ball. Do you realize the level of respect that guy has gotten now? Like, we do that, right? Yeah, bleep Jay Crowder, there was a chance, but you remember back in the day when it was either a, a Spurs player or Dirk Nowitzki with the Mavs. like this was when, when, you know, Hornets basketball and those playoffs were incredible. And you hear that, right, where the opposing team will boo the entire time that guy touches the ball. Jose bleeping Alvarado was being booed by the suns home crowd it's incredible so again there's some discouraging things but there's some encouraging things that come out of that discouragement i i i watched that game and the pels can play better Pel- the pels can play better They had six turner was in the first quarter that that helped lead to a 12 point lead 122 though like he they, they would get a run but they they couldn't put the pelicans away And look at what it took for Phoenix to get there. Crowder, he hit a three. He only was one of five. It won. Cam Johnson, one of fives. The timing of those. Bridges, was four of four. That dude's not four of four from the three. Chris Paul was 0 for four from the three. Eight of 18 from the field. You're starting to see him bend over the waist there. Uh, bent at the waist at, at halftime. They're tiring him out. And that's what I'm saying. I, that's why I'm, I, I feel good tomorrow. Bridges played 47 minutes and he is one of their, he's their Herb Jones. Right? That's a lot of minutes. I guess you can call it today's a day rest. You have to travel. It's a long flight and then you play tomorrow. He's not dropping 31 points. I don't know if that's a say I don't know if that's a game day parlay of the DraftKings Sportsbook app. There's no way that guy is dropping 31 points If he does, massive kudos to you, and I will dedicate Friday's show to you. But I do not see McKelbridge as dropping 31. I mean, Cameron Payne twelve. That guy's been non existent. It took all of that. All of that. So and to coincide with none of that, with a lot of the Pels situations. Look, McCollum had twenty one. Man, he was seven of twelve, one of eight from three, Brandon Ingram, one of five from three. He made between Ingram and CJ McCollum. If I'd have told you that this team got to within six and it was in within striking distance, I thought could have stolen that game. And those two guys combined for two made three pointers. You'd have called me nuts. You were in the game. You were in the game. Get nothing offensively from. From Hayes, Graham hurt you with his minutes yesterday. You were in the game. Like there was a legit feeling sense there at the end of the game, and they know it. For whatever reason, it just didn't happen last night. Balls just didn't go in. CJ McCollum on the slow start on the team and how it's affecting. I oh,
4: mean, I have to watch the film,
2: but um, I think we got down double digits pretty early, so.
5: Defend better, take care of the ball a little bit better, play with more of a sense of urgency, and meet their
4: physicality.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Brandon Ingram on one of the things that you saw at the end of the game, kind of awkwardly, his arm went down. I thought he got like dislocated the shoulder or something, and it kept showing the replay, and it wound up being jammed fingers. And uh, he was asked after the game about
4: it. Um, they got jammed.
3: Um,
5: they um, they're pretty sore right now, but. Um, nothing that treatment can't can't fix and get better by next game. All
3: right, Cajun Goat, give us the buzz here. Thank you so much. How are you? All right,
5: brother. Look, uh, just because I mentioned Monty didn't play his bench, he obviously you he must have heard the radio and played his bench yesterday. <laughs> he played
3: everybody He's yesterday. Seen yeah, Holiday, you're right? Yeah,
5: exactly. So we're gonna have to keep it low key on our game plan from now on, Gus. Uh, <laughs> look, uh, I thought you two stars didn't show up late yesterday. I didn't feel like Brandon showed up yesterday, and I didn't feel like CJ showed up. And I don't know if it's just they hit a wall or what. And, 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 and so that you were still in the game at the end of the game. You got it down to six. You made the steals, but you just couldn't hit the shots. And a lot oh. of their points actually came off of our missed shots. Our transition defense was not mm-hmm. good at all. Uh they, they had a lot of fast break points against us. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on with CJ. He hasn't really had a good game against the Suns yet. And I thought last night maybe he can break out and have that good game, Gus. Yeah. But I don't know if the guy's tired. I'm gonna take all that into consideration because sure. I mean he got traded, he ain't living here, you know, he's kinda of like sleeping out of a bag, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take all that into consideration with him because uh he looks tired to me. I don't know if you think he looks tired, but he looks a little tired to me. But as far you're, not, as you're not the only person to say that today dead. to
3: me. Uh, a couple of people kind of looked at it that way. And look, here's the thing: keep in mind who's been guarding him primarily—it's Bridges, right? Yeah. So I'm just saying, yeah, though, I, it, I it would be adjust. like it would, would be like putting the Jones like they've been making the switches. Yeah. I understand. I I, I know. Be, yeah. Look, I'm not excusing it. Yeah. Believe me. Um, and it's just like look they they started the series and we made the observations and talked about it since game one. They are not letting Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum cross the center court line and take three steps without a double team. Both of them. So they're having to work a lot harder on the offensive end just to get across the timeline than into the offensive sets. You heard General D mention it earlier in his phone call in hour one that everything is starting so far out beyond three-point arc, that it it, it's messing up not only the spacing, the timing, which is why Schmidt-Dua says Trey Murphy, not Jackson Hayes, because it creates more spacing simply based on they have to respect this three-point shooting. With Jackson Hayes, they don't. So they can sink in another defender. They can go double a player. They will live and take and absolutely let Jackson Hayes do whatever he wants in the offensive end, and I get it. So those are adjustments and things that – you know, again, though, in the two wins, Hayes has had some moments. So it's, all those guys have to do their little bit for everything else to kind of go. And if they don't, the Pels are just not where, you know, you need to be to compete against a team like that.
5: Well, let's start with this, Gus. Uh, you want to take that pressure off of them? You need a true point guard. Yeah. Neither one of those are true point guards. The only true point guard on the floor is Jose Alvarado. When does the offense run well? When Jose's running the offense. When Jose's taking the ball up the court. Nobody wants to pick Jose up full court and try to run with that little thing. They ain't trying it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there's, there's an adjustment there. I still feel like we can win this series. I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that we can win this series. It's just going to take Willie making the adjustment. Look, you can't put Devontae Graham on the floor as a point guard. That does not work. It hasn't worked all season. What makes you think it's going to work in the most crucial playoff game ever? The guy got in. I think he made five turnovers back to back to back. Mm -hmm. And I think when Willie was yelling, he was yelling at him on the bench when he says, "You can't let him push you out of bounds."
3: Yeah, no, I agree. I know, so
5: it's the physicality of it, man. No doubt. You know, it's the problem, Willie. You got to solve it. Mm -hmm. Bench him if he comes out. Give him five minutes, Gus. If he can't hit his shots. (laughs) Take him out. If you're going to use him as a point guard, don't okay. use him at all. Uh-huh. You have other guys that can run the point better than when he can run the point because he's too small. You know, so, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's, those adjustments I think Willie's going to make. And, and, and I'm telling you now, Pelicans win over here in New Orleans. It's going to be a different story when they get back to Phoenix. I thought teams got a lot of calls oh, in the early beginning to get oh, that big it, lead. They again, they weren't they were a the, lot
3: time sustaining it. Again, Cajun, go think of all the things that had to go in their way yesterday for that. As I'm saying, look in Game Seven, the pressure's absolutely on on them. You know, so if you're the Pel's, you're playing a lot free and loose. But it, none of that matters if you don't take care of business tomorrow. I, I feel confident because yeah, exactly. of things that I can specifically point to that if they happen, favors New Orleans. So. But they got to go out there and play. Thank you, Cajun Goat. Hit the so, the fifteen this, break. This is I what go. gives it
5: to you, though, Gus. Hmm. Real quick, Gus. This is what gives it to you. They got the heart and they want to win. So that's that's why you got confidence in them.
3: Yeah, that is very true, Cajun Goat. As always, appreciate the phone call, Eric. I'll come to you out at a break. We'll also bring in Daniel Salerson. If you want to call in and ask Daniel anything and we can chat, we'll we'll put you a part of the conversation here as well. Buddy is multi-talented. He can hit one more button than other. Okay, thank you. We will go to the break and come back with Eric and then we'll take uh Daniel as well. So support hangover on ESPN New Orleans. is measured in minutes but life is measured in moments and your mom was there for
5: all your biggest moments his mom is my wife bobby is my son mother's day is coming
6: the together forever diamond pendant is perfect for mother's day
5: 169 dollars 299 all the way to 1695
2: i love you to the moon and back is also perfect for mother's day
6: at just 99 dollars each you can get one for yourself
2: and one for your mom too. We also have them for 149 and 499.
6: Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. Or Or what? Or
2: we have hundreds of other perfect gifts for Mother's Day.
6: Like a pair of big diamond
2: stud earrings. They always fit. And they never go out of style. And you get full value
5: forever
6: when you trade up for a larger pair. Only at Ramsey's.
1: The largest diamond store in Louisiana is Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. on veterans between Bonneville and West End and Metairie. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota and Homa, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily. Plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at gregleblanctoyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road Homa. can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Katengal 800
3: Loving the phone calls here. Ralph Marlboro, bottom of the hour. Daniel is on the on-deck circle, Mr. Salerson. Eric, thank you for giving us a call, bud. What you got, man?
4: Hey, how you doing? Doing yeah, well. I was listening that some of the interesting analysis, and there's a lot of things that goes in terms of how – player will perform the um, postseason. But they said C.J. typically has had a lot stronger regular season performance than his postgame season performance. And um, so I'm not sure if that's... Maybe we're expecting too much from C.J. considering right. his history. right? And uh, so I, that may be an issue to, to be looked at. Also, um, the Pelicans being knocked on their heels, I mean, I was hoping that they would get a sense of urgency of how you have to come out for a game. Um After game one, you understand what the intensity level would be. I'm I'm sort of disappointed they didn't come out with the same intensity level um, that they needed so they wouldn't have been knocked back on their heels. I understand they're human and those sorts of things, and Phoenix may have felt a little more deficit, but I really, I I think I would like to see them to learn from game one and come out with a sense of urgency so that they won't be knocked back on their heels and have to try to recover from being knocked back on their heels. And my question to you would be, uh, who do you have more confidence in? Phoenix bench or New
3: Orleans bench. All right, Eric, I will answer that. Thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. we bring in Daniel Salerson, Pelicans Radio Network. Daniel, I'm going to give you the assist here. I'll go CP3. Oh, probably shouldn't say that, but I'm going to bounce past it to you. Whose bench do you have more confidence in right now? Hello, Daniel? Daniel?
6: Yep, can you
3: hear hey, me? Yeah, man. Whose uh, bench do you have more confidence in?
6: Uh, That's really a tough one. Just looking at both benches last night, none of them really stepped up in a, in a matter that I thought really helped besides Jose Alvarado for the Pelicans and campaign for the Suns, who was, felt like was fighting with five fouls for most of the game, finishes with 12 points in 12 minutes. So right now I'm really not going to answer with any of them because I think they both have kind of had, had dealt with the ebbs and flows of this playoff series I, I think larry nance has been a factor but in the last couple of games he really hasn't been as far as scoring wise trey murphy has struggled not really getting a lot of opportunities right um graham graham and marshall have struggled a little bit as well so uh i don't know if any of them have the advantage right now i think it's going to come down to the the main guys and the starting fives for both teams
3: look the 17 main mate... my... go ahead
6: I got, sorry, I copped myself out of that one. I basically didn't choose one. So yeah,
3: you, I apologize. You, you, you basically <laughs> just jumped the, you, you threw up a shot with like one on the shot clock and if you missed it you could always say, well look the shot clock was low and I just had to hit the rim. That's basically what you I'm did.
6: Playing, I'm blaming, I'm blaming sleep deprivation for, for all of these, <laughs> well right that's the beauty of it. Time. I haven't
3: mentioned it. It is a 6.30 tip tomorrow. 6.30 tip tomorrow. I probably should have been mentioning that already. It is not an 8.30 tip. Thank goodness. Um, so here's the thing. I know they're not a 17-made-three shooting team like they were earlier in the series. That's not New Orleans. I get that. But, man, it's like I'm watching that game, and I'm like, the Pels didn't play Pelicans basketball up to their capability, which kind of gives me encouragement. Even though I'm discouraged by that, there's no way you and I would have talked before the game yesterday and said Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum combined hit two threes. Like, there's no way, right?
6: Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, we talked about keys of the game, and we've preached about this in, in most of our conversations, Gus, as far how important the starts are to basketball games for this ball club. And right now, uh, last night was a big example of why uh, the Pelicans to knock it off so good to start. You let the crowd get into it and take over for the Phoenix Suns gave them plenty of confidence to look. They're a team that has NBA Finals aspirations, and they played like a team last night that was ready to stop fooling around with the Pelicans. I'm not saying they're fooling around. The Pelicans have played really good basketball. but This is a team that's you know, on a mission, and I think their mission now is to finish this in six so they can get all the rest they need. The rest for Devin Booker, Chris Paul certainly needs the rest. So the slow starts for me is what's really hurting the Pelicans because we saw this early in the year when they started 1-12 to us. When they right. start getting down deep in the game, they rely on hero ball a lot, and I think that's what happened last night. Just 14 assists on 32 made field goals, that's a challenge. And I think that's because they stopped sharing the basketball. It's guys, you saw McCollum force a lot of shots. Yeah. You saw Ingram force a lot of yeah. shots. And also, Mikhail Bridges, keep in mind, defensively, he held Ingram to 3 of 10 last night. He held CJ McCollum to really low field goal percentage. He was huge defensively. We just finally saw the offense match up with the defense. And I saw that Mikhail Bridges guarding the Pelicans He's holding opponents to 35% shooting. So um, the defense finally caught up to the Suns, and his offense really was uh, the main factor. But, yeah, shots were not falling last night, but I don't think they got as many good shots as they normally have gotten in this series.
3: I tried to explain to somebody that texted me, speaking with Daniel Salas from Pelicans Radio Network, that while you work there and you may see Willie Green, I don't know if you can do this. Somebody asked, can you tell Daniel to please tell Willie to play Jose Alvarado more than Devontae Graham? Look, man, we've talked about the connection of the fan base with this guy, but what he's doing on the court is it's tough to really even describe. He is absolutely frustrating. Chris Paul got another eight second. Daniel, I'm going to ask you this, though. Could the NBA review the video that's out there that somebody captured? I missed it when I saw it live. I did not see it live, and I watched the game. But it's the old Chris Paul Draymond Green kick into the unmentionables of Jose Alvarado. Do you think it was on purpose? Does the NBA always go back and look at games and look for maybe instances like that? Or can the team send in and make a suggestion? Hey, you guys need to look at that. Because again, if they move, can they assess a flagrant afterwards? Cause he got another one yesterday, right?
6: Yeah, they can assess a flagrant. Um, Herb Jones was assessed a flagrant yesterday after his game four hit on Chris Paul. So you definitely get a one afterwards. Yeah, Herb Jones has a flagrant foul. Where that's important is it comes down to points. A flagrant one is one point, flagrant two is three points. You get to four points and you're suspended for a game. And so that's where, yeah. Well, that's why I'm bringing it up because
3: he's had, what, three Chris Paul already, right? I mean, if he gets a flagrant on this, could he miss the game tomorrow?
6: I don't think he's had. Did he have a flagrant foul in the the first four games or five games? I don't know if he got called for a play I thought he got
3: one. I thought he got one here in New Orleans.
6: Okay, I'll have to go back again. My right. uh, lack of days right now.
3: No, is, I, I hear you. Days
4: are. Is but tough. that's but anyways, that's my
3: point yeah, though, right? I mean, can can money? Will I mean, money? Can yeah, Willie yeah. Green and the Pels, you know, yeah. dial up the NBA, Thanks. tweet at them, and be like, guys, you got to take a look at this.
6: Oh, teams submit video all the time to the uh, NBA and the officials. It's it's something that they always say, Hey, look at that. This was a theme, you gotta watch out for this, or hey, there you will definitely send that video in to the league if they didn't even do it last night. There's no reason why Jose Alvarado should have to wear a cup during games. Okay, so okay, so you, you thought it so, was
3: it was not a basketball move as well.
6: <laughs> no, it was definitely not. And if they went and assessed Herb Jones foul, Republican like, Proud what he did, there's no reason why C or Chris Paul should get one or shouldn't get one for what he did the other night. It was definitely not a natural basketball shooting coach. Right. Kicking out your, your leg and, and kicking no. some other guy for the, the Sun side is definitely not a natural and basketball. And, Daniel, that's
3: what I'm saying. That, that That's why it is actually a big deal if they do that because there's two possible games left. If New Orleans gets this one and it can tee him up in that game or he gets teed up in, you know, in game seven, he has to leave, right? Like in, if he gets that, that fourth tee in the game. Or is it before the game?
6: There, it's all flagrant fouls. It's not about tentacles. Tentacles is a different build-up to how many it takes to get suspended. These are okay. are just flagrant one fouls or flagrant two fouls. So I think what you're mentioning is, yeah, he got teed up um, in game four. Um,
3: I got you. Yeah. So it's, so it's gotta got to be teed a flagrant. Up last
6: night. Okay. Yeah, he got teed up last night after the eight count. Um, right. but Yeah, it's got to be a flagrant foul. So like with Herb Jones, Herb Jones um, can't afford a, basically a flagrant two or a flagrant one. Like. Basically, Jackson Hayes is a flagrant two right now because of his ejection. So he has three points. So if he gets another flagrant two, he's going to be suspended for another game mm. or for a game. So mm. it's a point system for that. But yeah, I mean, it could certainly affect Chris Paul because it's not only if they advance, it will affect him for that. So it won't, but those build up through, it doesn't like clear away throughout the uh, series. So Like if they advance and go to the second round, Chris Paul's points that he gets from a flagrant doesn't just wipe away. They carry over. So you have to be careful as far as guys getting suspended for flagrants in multiple series. So yeah, it definitely could affect um, his situation, but it's just more for the principal. That the referees need to be looking out for this because it is starting to get chippy. You are starting to see guys go back and forth on one another, and you, you they have missed now, they missed a Herb Jones call, which he should have been called for a flagrant on that play with Chris Paul, but Chris Paul shoved him first, and then this play last night. So the refs need to be kind of looking out for these certain situations because Chris Paul has done this before.
3: All right, so Daniel Salerson, go ahead and tweet at the NBA. Go give Chris yeah. Paul a—that's what you said, right? That's what you said on behalf of the Pelicans. I mean, can we can we do something about this as a fan base? Um, I'm not
6: going to do that like Monty Williams. Uh, I can't afford a fifteen thousand dollar fine. I but I can suggest we can fine. tweet at
3: NBA, right? At NBA, Uh let's take yeah, a look what at do this. With my
6: door. NBA official referees, yeah. If you, if you all want to set up a GoFundMe to pay the fine, yeah, absolutely. I'll go lay it out and maybe help me find a new job, then let's do it. But okay, that, all right, all right. I, so probably, will, okay. uh, I won't include back.
3: your Twitter handle. How about that?
6: Okay, find my burner account. I know it's out there somewhere.
3: <laughs> Call KD. He'll know exactly what to do. Thank you, Daniel. See you hey, tomorrow, ben. 5.30 pregame. Where are we going to be doing the pregame show, sir?
6: Outside of FanFest, again, there'll be tables. There'll be beverages. We can smell the grill from right over there. With yeah. double cheeseburgers come out. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice and, uh, nice and toasty at 5.30. It'll be beautiful outside. And so weather's supposed to be nice. Come out. FanFest is from cool. 4.30 to 6. So we'll be out there leading up to game time. Get your permissions to that and get out of work early and get there and be early and be loud. Shirts for everyone that gets in there. Red shirts. Nola versus everybody.
3: I'll tomorrow. have Jordan stand over us with an umbrella to shield us from the sun. Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Part of being an intern. Thanks. The sports hangover coming up next, Ralph Marlborough, his thoughts on what the Saints do tomorrow. The sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans.
1: Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously
0: great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer.
6: all applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff.
1: guaranteed.
5: A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terabone General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner, rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terabone General Health System, visit TGHealthSystem.com
1: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Who's better, Jokic or MBJ? They're both so unique, man.
0: Like, they're one-on-one bids. Who would you know. rather play with? If you're a floor spacer, Jokic's basketball IQ is off the charts. His passing ability is so dangerous. Sick. But Joel Embiid's offensive ability
1: to space the floor, I mean, they are both do things very similar. I, I'll be happy with either. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Cattingill. Quieter. (laughs) I'm
5: just, I'm... I'm I'm, uh, making a
4: joke at his expense.
3: There it is, Mickey Loomis earlier today. He spoke. We'll have all of that for the show tomorrow. Ralph Marbo at Saints Forecast over on Twitter. He says it's quieter without Sean Payton. The draft process here is a lot of anticipation, sir, for Dennis Allen's first draft with the organization as head coach, not just defensive coordinator. Good afternoon. How are you today?
2: I'm good, Gus. I, I think... I like Mickey Loomis making the jokes at the, at the press conference today. Like he made a joke about him uh, never trading down. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I, think what he needs to do is when anybody mentions Sean Payton's name, he needs to be like, I don't know who you're talking about. Like <laughs> and just not not acknowledge, not acknowledge his existence to get really honorary about mm-hmm. it. I think that would be fun. If Mickey Loomis is going to do like a little comedy scene like he's doing today, which I love. Uh, I think he needs
3: to go. I need, think he needs to go all out. Okay, I you brought it up, so I want to start there. You you mentioned the phrase trade down. Last couple of days, you're seeing more and more reports. The Texans, one of those teams, the Giants would even mind doing. it. some teams that I, I even Atlanta uh, I saw was another team that would mind trading down. What does that tell you about this draft? That that many teams in the top ten are willing to move back, and then tie that into. Maybe some Saints fans going, well, what would the Saints trade down? So tie that all in together for me.
2: Well, I think what it says is, like, teams like this draft, but they like it from, like, pick 15 to, like, 110. I, I right? agree. Yeah. So if you're in the top ten, and especially, like, if you're the Giants or you or you're the Jets or you you're teams with two picks, I think the idea is, like, we're going to get one of our blue chip guys and, like, the rest of them, like, they're kind of all the same. So if we can move down, that's cool. The interesting thing to me, though, is with all these teams wanting to trade down, there's it doesn't happen often, but there's occasionally a year, and I'm blanking on it now, but remember when the Dolphins traded up and they drafted, I think his name was Deion Jordan, the defensive end from Oregon, and they traded up from 12 to 3 to get it, and they gave up a second-round pick in like the Mid 40s or, or early 50s, which if you look at any trade chart, that would tell you like that's that's not that's not a fair value to go from 12 to three. That's a discount. But it was one of those years where they didn't have quarterbacks, and a lot of teams wanted to trade down. Like San Francisco did it last year; they went to 12 to three or 12 to three, and it took three first-round picks, right? Because it was a quarterback draft. So I'm just wondering, Gus, like, is there a team in the top, say, seven or eight? That they're not going to care about the they're not going to care about the trade chart or equal value. And would the Texans be willing to go from like six, three to sixteen, or or would the Jets be willing to go from like four to sixteen? And it the Thanksgiving pick forty nine. And you look mm-hmm. at the chart and you're like, wow, that didn't cost that, that only cost like eighty percent of what it should have. So like that's my thing with all these teams wanting to trade down because it makes the market soft. But also, is a team willing to do it? Because you know how it goes. Team gets, it's easy to say, we want to trade down, when we want to trade down. And then you get on the clock and you're like, oh, my God, we can't believe Johnny from northwest central Illinois fell to us. we got to take him. We're not going him down. <laughs> right. So that's what I'm, what I'm interested in. Is a team going to be, be willing to trade down sort of at a discount?
3: Where do you go when 16 and 19? Charles Davis, NFL.com, put his latest mock draft. I like his. And I think it's the, one of the more realistic. He does not have the Panthers going quarterback at 6. He doesn't have the Falcons going quarterback at 8. He has the Saints going Chris Olave at 16. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, at 19. Trevor Penning at 16. I think if that's what happens tomorrow night around the fourth quarter of the Pell Suns game, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be fine with that. I'm going to be happy. It's what I think they should do one way, shape, or form. I don't care who's 16, who's 19. What would you do if you were in that room and those players were available? I don't know. Who would you like to see at 16 to 19?
2: Well, I saw ben, Benjamin Albright. He, he covers the Broncos. He's one of the people on Twitter that's really plugged in, but it's kind of low-key and not well-known. He does one mock draft a year, and he, knows a lot. he does not blow smoke. He had Evan, the Saints getting Evan Neal at sixteen. If that oh. happens, I would do backflips. And I told him I would donate a hundred dollars to his favorite charity because he's making our dreams come true. Right. Like, I wonder, like, is Evan? Does he have like a medical red flag where he has leprosy or something? Like, I, I don't understand how he possibly fall to sixteen. Um, the thing with the Saints is though these tackles. There's like, the, if you break it down by any, however you want to rate them there's kind of this belief that there's three really, really good ones. Then there's like this gap. And then there's Trevor Penning. And then there's like a the Grand Canyon gap. So I just wonder with, with Trevor Penning, is 16, is it too high for him? You know, like he, he feels like a guy where I feel like Olave, if he's there, they are a hundred percent taken. Because I'm, I'm not a sources guy, but we, I don't bring, but I I have it on reliable information. Olave is the number one receiver. He's the number one receiver on their board. I and I feel one hundred percent confident in saying it. So Olave, Olave. So Mm -hmm. I'll be stunned if 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 they if he's there at sixteen and nineteen. I would be floored if they passed him twice. Um, but I do I do think there's a real possibility, Gus, that if if they would take Olave at sixteen and then at 19 they're like oh you can't take a tackle here it's too high so i really believe that the stars may align and we may like like this could be a, the best chance ever for a trade down from mickey Moomis. you know the other thing is I wonder, like, Green Bay and Kansas City, they are in win-now mode, and they are built to win. And you can, it's really rare, right? Because most times if a team has two first-round picks in a draft, they're either doing a full rebuild or they're in that weird area that Saints are in where they're like, are we rebuilding? Are we trying to go to the playoffs? It's rare that you have teams that are, like, championship-ready that are have a bunch of draft picks in the top 70 or, 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 or however many. And you have Green Bay and Kansas City, Guys, I just can't see both of them being like, oh, we need a receiver really, really bad, especially Aaron Rodgers. He's getting near 40. We'll just hang out until pick 22. I just can't see those teams doing that. So I expect one of them to move up and get the receiver they want, mm-hmm. which could go a monkey wrench into everything the Saints are doing, right? Like they could be like, oh, it should be, no, pick 13. Two receivers are there looking good. And then boom, boom, trade up, Green Bay trades up, takes Takes take Jameson Williams. Philadelphia grabs one at fifteen, and you're like, oh. So I, I do. I do expect this draft to get really. I, I think there's going to be monkey wrenches in it before fifteen. And by the way, uh, we are heading. We are barreling towards uh, NOLA Sports Armageddon. There's a potential where the Pelicans could be in a like a tie game late in the fourth quarter, or God forbid, overtime and the Saints are on the clock at 16, oh, my God, I don't <laughs> think I can handle that. Right. That's just in play. That's in kids, that's in, that's in play, prepare accordingly.
3: Yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. What's going to be going? If there was a surprise to happen, I was asked this this morning um, by Scott Prather at ESPN Lafayette, like, well, what would be my surprise? My surprise, I guess, to an extent, like I'm thinking at 16, the Saints take a safety. Like, that, that would be my, even though I know it's a need, I'm just – you know, again, maybe it's Hamilton, right? If he's there, I, mm-hmm. what would be your surprise pick at sixteen? Would it be quarterback?
2: No, I'm going to go a different. I think it was a, a, a surprise pick. Would be, I think it would be corner. And here's here here's how cornerback I
3: think would that would be a surprise for me. Cor- yeah, you're right,
2: corner corner because here here's how it would play out. I think you would have all the tackles, the three tackles we talked about, maybe even a fourth, right? Those so, the tackles are gone, the wide receivers are gone, and the edge guys go, and the the Saints. I think you can make you can make an argument. Look, you got to pick a tackle, a wide receiver, or a corner high in the draft because those guys they make a ton of money, so you want them on the rookie deal. But also, if, when you go and get a receiver or an offensive tackle uh, or a corner in free agency. Most of the time, you are buying a guy with a gigantic flaw, right? Toran Armstead, for example, right? He went to the Dolphins, but he has a giant injury. If he had been healthy for the Saints the last three years, and the Saints if he had played like 46 of the 49 mm-hmm. games, there's no way that it would have let him out the door, right? So they're Correct. like, we're not going to pay him. So whenever you buy those in free agency, you're buying a giant flaw. You have to pay out the notes. So I could see the Saints being like, listen,
0: this corner
2: – we're just going to draft him and figure it out. For instance, like I don't think he'll fall because I think his momentum is back up. But if, if Stingley from LSU was there at 16 and I was the Saints, I would run to the podium, pick him, and say, no take back. And I know Saints would be excited because he's an LSU guy. Go Tigers. Mm-hmm. But we'd kind of be like, what are they doing? But if Stingley is the Saints, so what? You get Lattimore. If Stingley was so good for LSU, I would borrow and chase him. Jefferson, all those guys. But there was a stretch, Dustin. you We you know this. There was a stretch in 2019 where if you said to us, who's going to be the best NFL player on this juggernaut LSU team, there was a stretch where everybody would have said, it's mm-hmm. If you told me pick one guy who's going to be amazing in the NFL, we would have picked Stingley. And if you get that, you get that, you get that with Lattimore, Dennis Allen, you, you just tell your offense just get me 17 points guys and we're gonna <laughs> win a lot of games right. so i just i just think corner could be one of those could be one of those picks where it would it would stunt it would it would surprise everyone okay. but if the board fell like that that, that 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 that'd be my spot all
3: right ralph marlborough as always man uh, i will be texting you no doubt throughout the day <laughs> and especially in the evening I, I don't know how i'm gonna do this you know, paying attention hopefully the pels Take care of business, you know. Good start of the fourth, and the Suns are like, we'll just see you in Phoenix. Sit down, Chris Paul. We're like seven to play. Yes, yeah, exactly. and that way I can just relax and just look at the phone and look at the NFL draft and see what's happening. I just, That's but right. you're, so, you're with you with me here, right? Final minute, you're with me. There's no way this team trades up to five to get a quarterback, right? No, they
2: They're not. They're not trading up to get a quarterback. I don't even know, Gus. I'm not 100 percent sure. And like I said, I know that Olave is their number one receiver, but I don't have as great information on that other boy. I know they don't necessarily like the quarterback. I think there's a possibility that people that if you like Kenny Pickett or you like a, or you like Malik Rose, there's a chance that if those quarterbacks plummet, like you're going to be really disappointed because there's a, there's a chance that if Pickett's there, the Saints could pass on twice. Like I just I really believe that. So. I, Saying that, I, I, I don't think they're, they're not they're not trading up for a quarterback. I don't know that we're sure they're going to trade up at all because I think the I think the board, I think the board could just fall in a certain way. I agree. Just like we, we got to hang tight because yeah. the tackles are gone and the wide receivers are gone. We just got to hang tight at sixteen or nineteen or trade down because this draft it's going to be chaos because the, the the rankings are not consistent from all these teams. you are going to have picks where we're going to be like. That team did what they can do at ten. What the heck is going on? It's
3: going to be that. At Saints forecast, we're going to get Ralph a follow over on Twitter. Saints Happy Podcast. Appreciate it as always, man. We'll talk next week and break down all of the picks they made on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Thanks, Bud. See you then, guys. Open phone lines. Again, next guest is until two thirty. Want to hear female Pels fans and Saints fans? Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
1: It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Stop, drop, and let the good times roll. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair, Thursday, April 28th through May 1st. Live music, hey one price rides, live auction, food, drinks, Sunday parade, one mile and 5K run and walk. And this year, you better get a bigger wallet with a $15,000 raffle prize. Plus, live music takes the stage all weekend long, including Friday night, it's Nashville recording artist Chris Cagle, and Saturday night, Louisiana's La Rue. For all the festival info, go to firemansfair.com. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair, always free admission, always fun. Tiger Drive in Thibodeau. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around cutoff.
5: I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou
1: Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex Tough.
6: At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more game time, more first times, more crunch time, more face time, and more party time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center.
1: you know
3: by now, the NBA playoffs mean the next level basketball. Go ahead if you haven't done it. here for starters, DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops or same-game parlays to go with just, you know, single-game situations such as five bucks, bet a team to win, get $150 in free bets instantly. Use the code LAROSE when you sign up, and you'll see the promo code PROMPT. Once you open up the app and all the games and everything comes up, upper right-hand corner, hit the little toggle that will bring up the same-game parlays, and then, you know, who gets double-digit rebounds, points, how many threes will a certain player hit? You you combine multiple legs in the same game, you get a bigger payout. More money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay does not hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code LAROSE. Bet five bucks on any NBA team with their game during this first round action of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code LAROSE, the DraftKings Sportsbook. 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation that we've been having here, of course, the Pels is a big topic of conversation and Jay Fowl on Twitter is posting a gif of, I think that's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She is holding a crucifix, and it's towards Ralph Marlboro. He does not want anything what Ralph said could possibly happen or not. It'll be interesting to see how that happens there. Um, also, love to hear from you on what you think of the game last night. Lots of penalties. Some people sort of feel that uh, kind of hurt Paul on Twitter says Pelicans got to play a much better game than they did tonight, especially by McCullum to win Game 6 and force a Game 7. It was interesting when you look at, again, statistically, C.J. McCullum, at least in the box score total, had 21 points. But 7 of 22 from the floor. 1 of 8 from distance. Brandon Ingram, 1 of 5 from distance. 22 points. Now, Roy... Miami Dolphin super fan who probably his hardest decision tomorrow will be what what exactly Dolphin gear to wear for the first round of the NFL draft. Even though I think Roy, you guys don't have a first round. But I think we might see you tomorrow, by the way, over at Francesco's Deli by Katie's. Going to be over on Harrison between West End and Canal, kicking off our Thursday's um crew of Katie's. And looking forward to that. So, stop on by. We'll be live from twelve to three. And um, he, I think I think he said he's showing up. So it'll be real easy for you there. And see some dude walk in wearing dolphin gear. It's it's Roy. Actually, if you're driving around town, he's the only person wearing dolphin gear all the time. That's that's probably Roy, <laughs> no matter what. But I want to hear. Here's Willie Green after the game on on a couple of topics here and. First and foremost, when I mentioned at one of five and one of eight from distance, look, shots just didn't fall last night. And but by guys that need them to, you need them to, to be able to, to knock down shots.
0: You know, I, I really don't know, um, exactly if it's their, is their defense or we just need to make more shots. Um, however, you know, it's tough to win games when we shoot 40% from th- from the field and 20% from three. So we just have to be better and, um, You know, the 14 assists assists is an indicator that we we have to move the ball more. That's
3: true. A little stagnant. Coach Green said uh, the key, though, uphill battle from the get-go.
0: I I thought they they did a good job of coming out um, playing desperate. Um, They played hard. They competed, Phoenix Suns, and, you know, to start the game, it was physical. And they kind of knocked us on our heels early. Um, we did a better job throughout the rest of the game, but just to start, we have to be better.
3: Brandon Ingram on the first quarter.
5: That was, um, that, that's on me. Um, I can't have four turnovers in that first quarter. Um, I got to be better in, in executing and taking care of the basketball. Um, when we looked in the second quarter, they. We had about, uh, six turnovers and they had, uh, um, 11 points off our turnovers and they were up by 11. So, um, we take care of the ball and we do some things ex- executing on the
4: defensive end, uh, we'll be fine. Yeah,
3: no doubt. Uh, Jack, thanks for giving us a call here on the sports hangover, buddy. How are you today, man?
0: Gus, yes, how you doing? Doing well, man. What's going on? Well, before I get to the draft, uh, you know, just looking at that, uh, at the game last night with Memphis and Minnesota, man, can you imagine what the Western Conference is going to be like with them and the Pels, with mm-hmm. all that young talent on those three uh, teams? Yeah.
3: I mean, dude, it's first exciting off, I mean,
0: next that Bye-bye. dunk
3: by Ja Morant was, I mean, I, I've said this earlier in the year, there have been some moments in games this year where I'm like, dude, he reminds me of Jordan and Kobe. Like, the early Jordan days, right, Where he was skinny? <laughs> you know, they had Chicago across the jersey. <laughs> then they played in Chicago Stadium. You know what I'm talking about? The early days where it was just, it was him against the league. And and, and every drive was I'm about to dunk on you. Like, it's what spurred, come fly with me the video. But that's what he reminds me of on some of those things. Once that game gets refined and, you know, things that inter- he's going to be scary. He's going to be scary. But he has that explosive ability to just, I mean, it's incredible. It really is. He's fun to watch, man. He's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, all those teams going to be fun to watch. But, uh, but look, um, um, for Ralph Morrow – um, I have two words for him, Draft because they 'Cause they're gonna they're gonna put up some uh they're gonna put up they're gonna put up some uh draft props tomorrow. And I promise you, if Evan Neal or uh or um uh Daryl Stingley end up anywhere near the Saints pick, he can make a lot of money making that bet. They're not gonna last pass pick eight, probably ten. That that's not gonna happen. it's uh so but, but, Gus, I, I did hear something yesterday, um, and this is speculation that I, that I did think made sense. Um, I, I, I was listening to Kyber and, uh, you know, McShay, and they were saying that, you know, the Chargers have really loaded up for this season. Okay. They're ready to go. They really and have. The one piece that they're missing, the one piece that they're missing is another tackle. So they could see them, um, you know, trading up for one of the tackles. Mm
6: hmm.
3: I so, can see. Okay, I so mean, you can see them I, moving up and kind yeah. of changing some things for one of those tackles. Okay,
0: because knowing that the Saints are in the market. Because look, man, and that, that's another thing I'll be fascinated fascinated by tomorrow. You, you, you don't you, you don't usually see what the Saints did. You know, you don't usually see um, that, a trade like that to the middle of the first round, done weeks in advance. I just want to see what the plan is, mm-hmm. because because just like what I just said. The, the charges now know where you are. They know where they have to go to, if they want one of those tackles. They're just going to jump in front of you. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'll be interested to see what the Saints do. And Gus, most most of the uh, most of the drafts that I that I, I did a Google of like eight to ten mock drafts last night, most of them have them having them do just what you were talking about. You know, taking a tackle and one of the receivers.
3: Yeah, it just it makes sense, right? Like, I what what would be your your surprise pick? Like, if they with the 16th pick, the New Orleans Saints select position group. I, I obviously don't know what player it would be, What what position group would you go? Oh,
0: wow. I just don't believe they're going to take. I don't think a quarterback is is in. The, I just because like you were talking about, the more you read, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if none of those guys go in the first round. But but for the Saints, mm, I I think I think you know. Um, Maybe defensive tackle. I mean, I expect them to take one, but early in the first round, maybe, or or in the first round, I was thinking maybe not. Mm -hmm. But um, and and, and Gus, the more the more that I read about this draft, really, I can see why teams want to move back because it seems like there's a bunch of guys from the middle of the uh, from, from the end of the first round into the second round and even into the third, which are all about the same, and a lot of guys which could help teams. But not guys worth taking early in the first round. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Is that about what you've been reading when you, you know, when you, you know, look at the draft stuff? Yeah. I,
3: it kind of is, Jack. I mean, I, you know, I was listening, uh, this morning to a National show and he was like, look, we, we've had all kinds of experts on all weekend and thing. And he's like, there, there's one quarterback they think's first round worthy. I, I got in his picket, right? Cause he's the most ready. Um, there's going to be maybe perhaps two or three more to kind of go in that area. But when you look at it, it's the early edge rushers. Then there's going to be the belief that there's going to be a run on receivers, like seven and 12 picks or 14 picks or something like that, right in the middle. And then, you know, your, your linemen and an occasional, they don't even see a running back, obviously again, going in the first round. So I, I think what Ralph said though is an interesting thing that's true, right? I think there's so many differing ratings by different teams on certain these players. Like, I do think there are some teams that love Malik Willis and, and Kenny Pickett probably more than other teams. And I think if they get their way, they may change things. Jack, I don't know. We'll see, you, bud.
0: Thank you, God.
3: Yeah, for sure, be- man. man. Look forward uh, to hanging out with you soon again, man. I'd like to see you. Don't forget we'll be at Francesca's Deli by Katie's tomorrow on Harrison 12-3. to 3. Looking forward to seeing you there. Hour 3 next on the Sports Hangover. <laughs>